Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Hola, my people. Hope you've been keeping warm. Personally, I went and got a few things to help me keep warm, but hey, it's been chilly. <laughs> Karibuni sana. This is Fred Alexander Oyola, the pastor here at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. As usual, man, I'm so glad you've taken time to hang out with us for a, for a few minutes. And I hope this time with us will be a blessing to you, as it always is to me. This month, uh, like you know, we are on a new post- podcast series. We're almost coming to an end, man. Just one more to go after this. And it is simply titled Rest. Rest. Huh? And just like I've been asking every week and will be asking throughout this month, are you at rest? Do you feel rested, man? Especially with the state of the country, the state of the world, the state of our homes, the state of our, our jobs, our, our, our hustle, our living. Do you feel rested? The whole world pressed the pause button. But do you feel paused? Do you feel rested in your heart? Is your mind at rest? Is your soul at rest. Are you rested about your future? Today we continue the series with the third podcast message. One more to go, but before we get into it, Kamakawa, here are some quick notices. Follow us on our social media handles. We are Nairobi Chapel, we are Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we are using the Linktree uh, profile app. That's where our stuff is. The, the link is on our bio. When you go to our bio, there's a link on there through the Linktree app. And on that, we have our social media handles. We have uh, like these podcast conversations and sermons. We have um, our communication line is on there where you can talk to us. Speak to us. Let us know how you're feeling, how we can pray with you, how we can connect with you. Uh, let us know of the needs that you have, the needs in your community, and especially here at Nairobi, uh, at Embakasi. And more than ever, like I've been saying every every week, Maze, because our kids are in the house with us, our children's crafts, our children's crafts are on there every week, man. And we and we thank God for that. Um, and I must take every opportunity every week to just thank those of you that, that have been giving through our giving platform. Maze, your giving to the work of God is just amazing. May the Lord richly bless you. And especially those who are giving to the food bank. Um, we've, paid, we've fed over a thousand families through an Nairobi Chapel um, family. And it's more than a thousand because uh, if you connect, if you combine all the Nairobi Chapels and the amount of families that we are feeding in this time, that we've been pri- privileged to feed because of the money that we are getting, Maze, it's so many families. It's, it's thousands of families. And may the Lord richly bless you. The Lord has been pounding on my heart with this rest issue, like I've said every week, for, for some time, and especially in this season. And I pray and believe that I'll be in, uh, it will be an enriching message to us this month as we get to unpack the truth behind this loved but somehow uh, very misunderstood subject. Just a quick summary of what we've been doing. In the second week, we started off the series with the Genesis of Rest. We looked at the Genesis story of creation, how God begins by declaring, let there be light. And finishes on day six with creation of animals and the being Adam. And gets into the seventh day of which he allocates rest. He introduces rest. If you want to understand where rest comes from, it is from God himself. He is the originator. He rested. The very first uh, person being uh, God that we see rest. 
We looked at how he then blesses the seventh day and makes it holy. Because from it he rested from all the work of creation he had done. We looked at how Adam is then given responsibility of keeping the garden and giving the names to the creatures. God recognizes Adam is solo. Hey, then from his rib, he takes his rib and creates the most beautiful creature, the babe for Adam, the womb man. She's hot, sizzling hot. But funny enough, you know how the story ends, but they're chucked from the garden. Imagine that. If you want to listen to that, hey, it's on our podcast. Just down there, podcast messages, you'll see it, the genesis of rest. We summarize by saying, if God could rest, we can also rest. We can't go without rest. Those, hey, you'll sleep when you're dead. Hey, those, you are the ones you're talking about. Mm. I have some at Nairobi Chapel in Makasi. You are the guys. You better be resting. You say the Garden of Eden was a picture of the heavenly and eternal rest without measure. Disobedience, we said, to God in the garden destroyed the rest Adam and Eve had. And then God decided to restore. He didn't leave us there, the curse. He decided to restore his relationship and eternal rest with us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Last week, ha, we talked about the prophet and activist Elijah. Ah, he was an activist. Check your notes. <laughs> Actually, check the Bible. We talked about how he just shows up in First Kings, out of the blue, First Kings 17. Causes a star in the next couple of chapters all the way to Second Kings chapter 2. Leaving a mark even as he goes forth to heaven in a chariot of fire. We looked at how he caused a star from the hair-raising famine declaration to the time he goes to heaven. We looked at how his name actually means Yahweh is my God. Eh, his name meant that. Yahweh still means Yahweh is my God. And how he was used by God in some very majestic ways. We looked at how he spoke to God on numerous occasions. How he allowed God uh, to speak through him. How he followed him. And we summarized that Elijah, just like Adam and Eve, was a man at rest. Mm, he was at rest in God. There is no way in life, allow me to say this. There is no way in life you can be in such communication with God, such closeness, and not be at rest in your soul. That is what God provides for us. We ask the question how the man who was so at rest in God still experienced what could only be termed as fear, discouragement, or even depression. Yeah, he did. Think about that. We ask the question of whether it is possible that one can be saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, and still be struggling with issues of self and even life. And the answer, we said, was a resolute yes. It is very possible. Elijah was so used by God, but just like we've seen, still had issues, major issues. We stated that when one receives the Lord, we must note that you're not yet complete. He declares that you're complete, but you're not yet. We concluded that we must remember Jesus and his promise that he has begun a good work on us. And this work will make us like him, but it will only be complete when we get to heaven. We say that Elijah was chosen by the God Almighty, the God of heaven, to be his prophet to his nation and still experience fear, God depressed, showed pride, and was oblivious to the fact that there are others out there just like him who believed in the same Almighty God. Think about that. We concluded the podcast by saying that being rested in the Lord doesn't mean you still will not have weaknesses. It only means that God's rest over your life will continue to perform a good work in you 
until you go up to your heavenly chariot express. Through your heavenly chariot express to heaven. So don't give up. Whoever's listening right now, don't give in and don't give out. Jesus, if you've accepted him, is by your side. The Holy Spirit is in us and the God of heaven is waiting for us to finish the race. Keep on. Mm. Today, we look at what rest demands from all of us, especially after we attain it. Let's read the Bible from uh, the book of Esther chapter 4, verse 10 to 17. The book of Esther chapter 4, uh, uh, I would have loved to read the whole book of Esther. But we read just chapter 4 from verse 10 to 17. I read, Then Esther spoke to Hatak mm, and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go to the king in these thirty days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words, and Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you'll escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go, verse 16, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for these three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Let's pray, guys. Our dear Heavenly Father, speak to us even today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our never sleeping and never slumbering intercessor and Savior. Amen. To say me, amen. Ah, if I only had a million Kenya shillings, if only I had a million dollars, if only I was a son of the president of the nation, eh? I would be a minister or even there. If only I lived in state house, if my family owned the nation, if only my business made billions in turnover, if only, if only, we can talk about if only is man till tomorrow. If only I owned KFC. Hey, hey. If Burger King was my family's business. Hey, can you imagine that? I bet most of us have had these thoughts every once in a while. And before you throw stones at Mchungaji, hey, hey, hey. I also know <laughs> that the wisdom book of the Proverbs warns us that chasing of fantasies is lacking sense and leave us very poor. Fantasies promote laziness, which in turn destroys us by making us desire plenty quickly. This desire may lead us the wrong path in the acquisition of plenty, such as stealing and immoral acquisitions, and so should be avoided. So I know that. I'm just giving an example of the if-onlys, because most of us have been there. I know, I know. 
The Bible, though, talks about a beautiful young lady, Mrembo, who was an orphan and lived with her uncle. The uncle desired the very best for her. So when a local beauty pageant called for by the king of the land came calling, he obliged and sent her to try her luck. And to her uncle's promise, she got in and ended up becoming the queen. Imagine that. She immediately went from just getting by to having no thought of tomorrow because she was the king's wife. Umetoka from Managu, eh? all the way to Buffet. Hey, hey. Umetoka from slaving in your house, cleaning and washing of dishes, to now you have servants at your beck and call. Huh? Guys, you know what I'm talking about. The beautiful young lady is Esther. The uncle is Mordecai and the king is Xerxes, who was in charge of the great Persian Empire. He was the one who inherited it after Darius, his father. And if you've read the books of Ezra, Daniel, and even Haggai, that's the same Darius we're talking about. We must remember that the prophecy talked about last week in the life of Elijah tried reminding the Israelite nation to change its ways. And when they didn't, they all taken into captivity, the whole nation. This is where the story of Esther takes place. Esther is right in the midst of the captivity of the nation of Israel. In Esther chapters 3 and 4, key events in the kingdom happen that are the topic of our conversation today. Chapter 3 begins by a character, Haman, who is promoted by king, by the king above all princes in the land. And the king also instructs that all princes within his gate bow and pay homage to Haman. Yeah, you better show him some respect. Respect. <laughs> Mordecai, who was a Jew, then refuses to bow and pay homage as he believed in the Lord God. Yeah, we're not bowing. Remember the three sons of uh, the, the Israelites? The, 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 the friends of Daniel, remember? Yeah, same thing. We are not, we are not bowing. See? The other priests tried taking, talking to Mordecai to follow the king's command and concerning Haman. But he refused. He said, no way. I'm only bowing. Our, our law tells us we can only bow to Jehovah. Haman was then filled with wrath and sought to destroy the whole nation that Mordecai belonged to. He then spoke to the king cunningly, advising that the group of people with the laws that are different from the law of the land exist and that are not following the king's orders, are against him, and that need, they need destroying. He became cunning. The king then gave the order that this group of people, the Jews, be destroyed. In chapter 4, Mordecai and all the Jews in the, land, in, in the land learn of this annihilation of the Jews. And they all go before the Lord in prayer and fasting. While he says, uh-uh, as we know what we need to do. Esther learns of Mordecai's fasting and tries to clothe him properly. As was now in sackcloth. But Mordecai refuses. Mordecai decided to go um, and just lay himself bare in, in just uh, at the king's gate, if you read the, the scriptures. And then... Esther learns of it and is like, ah, Mordecai, hey, hey, watch Ibubana, stop embarrassing the kingdom. He then explains, Mordecai, what has happened to Esther, who then responds in the portion of scripture we just read, saying that she cannot just go into the king's presence without invitation, for one could even be killed. She'll be killed. Mordecai then responds with such a powerful and a thought-provoking group of statements that are the main ingredients for our conversation today. He tells us, 13, do not think that because you're in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, 
my daughter. Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. One of the things that normally happens when one has longed for something for so long is that when, we, when received, one normally wants to protect the long for thing for with everything they've got. Remember when you prayed for the job for so long? When you received it, you were so diligent in making sure you don't mess it up. Remember the first few days? Ah, even waking up was not an issue. You woke up early in time, dressed up. You even put the, 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 the clothes you needed for the, for the next day. You set them up early the night before. That's what happens when you get something for the very first time. Or when you long for something and it comes. We treat it with such care. When a couple pray for a baby for so long. And guys listening, some of you are there. Chances are that when the baby comes, they'll really take care of the baby almost in a possessive way. They are so careful with the cries. with the. Hmm? This also applies to Esther. When she became queen, she wanted nothing to do with anything that could mess up the queendom, if we could say that. In any way, I'm certain that she even knew the laws as pertaining to what to do and what not to do. And no wonder she even told Mordecai, hey boss. You cannot just go into the king's palace without an invitation or you will be killed. That's the law. What Esther forgot though, like many of us, is that the state of life she was now experiencing demanded that she not be comfortable but come out of it to reach out to others. This is what kids are taught when they are very young, when they are just starting to understand communion with others. Sharing is caring. Mm. Esther, we dare say, was at rest. Ah, she was. Ah, come on. She was slaving in a house, I'm sure. Ah, Mordecai was the one, hey, go fetch some water. Oh, go clean the toilet. Oh, go do this. But now she is the queen of the land. She is at rest. She is at peace. She is having the, ah, oh, you know that feeling? The feeling for, Manze, ah, let me just tranquility. Mm. She was at rest and she wanted to protect her rest. But now Mordecai was telling her that her whole tribe and nation wasn't at rest. Brothers and sisters, rest will always put a demand on all of us. Just as soon as you enter into it, it will demand from you. Let me explain. As soon as you get a new job, here comes someone asking how you, how, how you did it, how you got it. And they always do something like this. Eh? Congratulations. Eh? You've got, hey, Mazze, ah, that's amazing. You're, you're, you're the CEO, my, that's amazing. You're the manager now. Ooh, you're, the, you're the lead person, that's amazing. So do, do you, might you by chance uh, have a job or no? That's how it always goes. You get the job like this, guys are asking for you to almost help them get a job, maybe in the same place you're in or somewhere else. Can they apply to that place? Do you know the new positions that are available? Mm. When Esther got the new position as queen, she must have thought it's now time to rest. Ah, it's time to put my feet up. Servants, koja. 
Come over here. I need some juice. I need some mango juice. Mm. You know that feeling when you get into the restaurant, or not even restaurant, uh, the holiday uh, at uh, some nice hotel at the beach. You get in, and the first thing they tell you is some juice, please, uh, madam. I love that bit, man. The coldest one that you have, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let me now get to the rest I've so needed in my life was what was in my mind. I can now eat all the foods I've always wanted to eat. I can now do all the restful things I've always wanted to do. Ah, must have slaved in my uncle's house. Ah. Finally, I can get some heavenly rest. Mm. Until Mordecai came calling. I believe we all know how the story went. The intervention by Mordecai got her to call on to the whole Jewish nation to fast. She then got an audience with the king and in the end, it was all averted and everyone was saved. I've shared this to remind us again that there is rest in the Lord and it is shaped in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you take him into your heart, he blesses with eternal life and then gives us the assurance of it and eternal rest. Mm. It is at this point I must remind all our listeners right now out there that haven't experienced this rest. You do not know what I'm talking about. If you're wondering, I imagine you can have this rest right now, today, this moment. It's as simple as this. And I know you've heard it from the New Testament or from your church, from your friends who are born again. Or who know the Lord Jesus Christ. All you have to do is confess that you are a sinner on your way to hell. Sin leads to damnation. That's the New Testament teaching. That's the Bible teaching. When you die and you're in sin, you're going to go to hell. The place of torment for life. So confessing you're a sinner is step number one. Number two, accept the Lord Jesus as the only way to the Almighty God and to heaven. When you die believing in Jesus, you will go straight to the arms of the Father. Number three, believe that he died on the cross to save us from God's eternal judgment. So have you confessed? Do you, do you accept him as Lord and Savior? Do you believe he died on the cross? Then now confess again with your mouth that he is a Savior. Ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord. And from this moment forward, you are saved. And in the eternal rest of God. There's still work to be done. But you've made the right. Beautiful first step. For those of us who know and have this eternal rest. I have an announcement to make. Even to you who probably just received him. That's all really good. But it doesn't end there. Do you know that he, Jehovah, God, Almighty, Elohim. Yahweh is calling upon us to come out of the eternal slumber of rest and go, go into all the world, into our neighbors, into our workmates, into our friends, our families, our spouses, and get them into it. Have you heard his call upon your life to go reach out to the rest who aren't at rest? Esther was called upon to come out of the rest she was in and go be uncomfortable in helping the Jews get this same rest. Hers was a physical one. The Jews was almost, they were almost in a, actually they were in a physical unrest as well. They were going to be killed while she in fact was in rest. Or at rest. 
I was hanging out with my friend Reverend Gowi Odera just the other day, but I don't say. <laughs> and he told me something profound. He said that rest is very uncomfortable when done alone. Hey, how true, how true, how amazingly true is that? Rest on your own is not comfortable. You can only do it so much, you know. Wale watu I, I, I can hear the guys for solo vacation from afar. But even solo vacation guys will tell you. They cannot do solo vacation the whole year. God created us to never be alone. It is not good, the book of Genesis tells us, for man to be alone. Rest is very uncomfortable when done alone. Isn't that the truth? Salvation and the light of Jesus is very uncomfortable when done alone. Have you been selfish enough to enjoy the rest of salvation by yourself? Have you shared the goodness of the Lord this season? Have you shared the goodness of the Lord in this COVID-19 season? Or are you simply blaming the church for not opening his doors? Most of us are over there. Have you gone out of your way to share the love of Christ in your rest in the Lord? Rest in the Lord will demand that you share it. In Luke 22, Simon Peter is told by Christ that he'll deny him three times. Hmm. to his face. Buddha. Today, young man, you're going to deny me tonight. You're going to deny me three times that you ever knew me. You will run for your life. He also tells him though, oh, this is amazing, that he, Jesus, has prayed for him that when Satan will desire to sift him, that his faith not fail and that he would only who not only repent and come out, but he should remember to go back and strengthen his brothers and sisters. Jesus was directly telling this young man, dude, tonight eh, you'll deny me three times. The devil will desire to put you down. And for a moment that will not look like a moment, he will look like he has put you down. But remember, even when you're down, that I have prayed for you. And when you come out, because I know I am the God of heaven, I know you'll come out. Remember to come back and strengthen your brothers. Remember, Jesus was telling Peter that when he got his rest, which he was going to, to remember to go back to his brothers and sisters and help them get the very same rest the Almighty God had graciously given him. Have you remembered in this season to come out of your slumber, out of your mansion, out of your heavenly rest, out of your financial rest, out of your physical health, to reach out to your brothers and sisters out there without rest and help them out? The message of Jesus Christ, the message of God, the God of heaven, is that we reach out to others. Matthew 28 is the great call on reaching out. I know the evangelists in the room are like, yeah, man, that's obvious. But some of us need to just be reminded that it is not only about evangelism. We need to reach out as the hands of God in this time. We need to reach out with the message of salvation. Does your spouse know that you read the word of God? Do your children know about Jesus? Share the joy and the love of Christ in this season. Share it. 
Please get the eternal rest from God through Jesus Christ. And if you already have it, if you already have it, take time and go help others out there who don't have the same rest. Please go out. Let's share the love of God and help the whole world get this blessed rest of God. Let's pray, guys. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us once again of the eternal rest in you. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to understand this rest and to go out there and share this rest, this eternal rest, with others out there. That they may experience this eternal rest. We thank you today. In Jesus' name we've prayed, believing. Amen. Guys, may the Lord bless you. May he keep your always make his lovely face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he make his favor be your portion even in these times that he's still working on you. And may he bless you with his peace. May he bless you with his peace, his joy, his love. And may you remember to share this love, this joy, this peace, even in these times. May he bless you with the peace, love, and joy that surpasses all human understanding. And may he guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Till next time, remember to rest. Rest.